0: This is the Self-Development Podcast, episode number seven. Hey there, welcome to the podcast all about personal growth, pursuing goals, and becoming a better version of yourself. I'm your host Leon Oscar Kidando and in today's episode we are going to be talking about 10 books you should read. Okay, a lot of what I talk about on this podcast or my blog are based on topics I've read in books. Books on self-development, business, sales, psychology, health, finance and other topics. I encourage people to read a lot, especially those who are serious about pursuing life changing goals. I only started reading a few years ago, but once I became fully aware of the power books have in influencing how you think and make decisions, I became hooked. So in this episode, I want to talk about a few of the books that I feel will be valuable to you if you believe as I believe that self-development is the key to personal achievement. The experience that these authors have with dealing with life uh, is wisdom that I feel we all need. In no way is this my top 10. I think all these books are fantastic. In the future, I will most likely post another 10 books that I feel are going to be worth your while. Lastly, you do not need to worry about taking out a pen and paper to write them down. I will list these books in the blog post for this episode over at kidando.net. Okay, so without delay, here are 10 books that I think you should be reading. Number 1. Essentialism by Greg McKeown This wasn't the first book I ever read on self-development, but it probably should have been. It's about understanding what is important to you, and how to live around what is essential to you. We live in a world that is constantly trying to get our attention. We have become consumer-oriented beings. We keep wanting things that we don't necessarily need. And I'm not just talking about material possessions. I'm talking about lifestyle choices. We find ourselves doing work we don't find meaningful, growing relationships that are toxic while damaging meaningful ones, spending our time doing things that have little to do with bringing us closer to success or fulfillment. This book talks about how to get back control over our lives to focus on what's essential and to eliminate everything else. It's a great book, simple read. Number two is The The Millionaire Next Door and The Millionaire Mind by Thomas Stanley. Okay, I consider, okay, that's two books. I consider these to be self-development books, but you might not think so from their titles. The Millionaire Next Door, uh, the author talks about a research he conducted trying to identify who the wealthy were in America. Who the millionaires were. But not just find out how the, how, who they were, but what made them millionaires or what still makes them millionaires. I guess he was trying to find, find out whether people's general understanding of who millionaires are and how they live was actually accurate. And let me just say this. Many people have no idea how millionaires become millionaires. The idea of the millionaire that most of us have in our heads is that is one where uh, we're being sold to through media and, you know, entertainment. But most of the actual millionaires, uh, they don't even come close to what they're portrayed as uh, on screen. And here's another thing. You would think that the path to becoming a millionaire is all about the right business investment and whatnot, but for many of them, it actually begins with mindset and habits. It's best to just pick it up and read it for yourself. And these are two books, The Millionaire Next Door is the first book, and The Millionaire Mind is the second book, which sort of dives uh, dives deeper into it. I had to just look for the second after reading the first because it was a really, really good book. It's a simple read. Third book is The War of Art by Steven Pressfield. This book is probably the second book I would recommend after Essentialism, although it seems like its main target audience is artists, you know, like writers and, 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 and the like. But the truth is that the book, can also apply to every single person that's passionate about something. It applies to the writer just as much as it applies to the programmer trying to make a name for themselves in the world. It's about dealing with the challenges of working on your goals, specifically doing the actual work. So if you're a painter, it's about why you don't sit down to start painting and what to do about it. It's a very practical book, yet it offers insight into why we face some of these uh, types of challenges there is a concept in this book uh, resistance which is that opposing force that does not want us to do what we are meant to do or what we know we should do another concept in the book is the concept of the unlived life the life that we could be living (laughs) the life that we could be living but decided somehow not to in movies you would think of this as like you know an alternate reality or parallel universe that you're not following your dream to become a world famous chef yet in another reality you kind of are well at least that's how i understood it but don't let my confusing breakdown of the book confuse you it's a really really great book you should pick it up plus it's short and it's a simple read Number four is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. I have read this book a few times and every time I revisit it, it feels as though I understand it in a way that's a bit different from the last time. I've never read a book that is so thorough in, such, in explaining such a simple principle. The, conf- the Compound Effect is about the long-term impact on what we do on a daily basis. Darren explains how this principle of how our daily activities compound into our life as a whole is something we cannot stop, but we can influence. So, whether or not you're pursuing a goal, your life is compounding into something, whether you like it or not. We tend to think that it is only the proactive uh, guys that lead, uh, the proactive activities we do that lead to the ultimate goal. Uh, change uh, in our lives. But even if the stuff we don't think about, the stuff that we don't do uh, as proactively, that also leads to lifelong change. For example, proactively or consciously, we can make the choice to live healthier lives by going to the gym and eating right. That will ultimately lead to a better health if we're consistent. But on the other side of this, unconsciously by neglecting our bodies and what we eat we are also creating something long-term which just happens to be the opposite of whatever the healthier person is doing so by not pursuing our goals we're doing something that will still have a long-term impact on our lives the compound impact is an operating system as he says and it runs to build our lives based on the choices we make and don't make. It's a very interesting book. It's also a simple read. Number five is Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. To me, there is no one in our current generation who understands human motivation quite like Simon Sinek. His books on leadership sheds light on how great leaders inspire others to do amazing things. This is one of those books that I mentioned in the previous episode, the, the ones that gave me peace of mind. There are people who we think are leaders or who call themselves leaders, but who don't possess any of the qualities of actual leaders. I used to have a lot of, a lot of respect for a lot of those people that I thought were leaders only to realize after reading about what makes great leaders that these people were just false idols. It is important to read such books, to get a firm understanding of what leadership is really about, especially if you plan to uh, do things like grow a family or grow a business. This book offers invaluable life tips. I personally believe that we are all leaders to some capacity, especially when it comes to leading our own lives great book, very simple read. Number six is Mastery by Robert Greene. Author of the famous book The 48 Laws of Power, Robert Greene wrote this fantastic book about how people become masters of their own craft. Greene is a deep researcher. The topics he covers about the science of mastering skills is backed by lessons from well-known figures in history such as Charles Darwin and Leonardo da Vinci, but he also draws lessons and inspiration for people in modern history. Overall, this is a great book for anyone that needs to understand why mastering things takes so long, and how those who become really good actually become really good. I don't think I can break it down further than that. This book is easily in my top 10 books of all time. It's a long read, but it is well, well worth it. Number seven is The $100 Startup by Chris Gilbo. Okay, this is really a business book, but the underlying principle behind this book speaks so well to self-development. To me, one of the things that makes a book worthy of being in the self-development category is if it has timeless and universal principles about improving one's life. You may know the book Crush It! by Gary Vaynerchuk. Although it has some elements of self-development, it is really more of a marketing or business book. It's more about how to leverage social media because, well, that's what's booming right now, uh, if you know what I mean. And Crush It! is a great book which will be in my top uh, 10 business books episode, I guess, in in the near future. But what makes the $100 startup book interesting is that it speaks about things you can do from wherever you are in the world and it is not only and it is not tightly coupled to technology it is based on principles that could have worked decades ago and could work uh, in the next few decades to come however it does contain some examples that seem to rely on technology such as social media but in many of the examples it is not completely dependent on it So what is the book about? It is a manifesto or collection of stories of how different people in today's world are starting small businesses without much capital, in most cases with just $100 or less. People from different parts of the world doing different things. What I like about this book is that it keeps the examples really simple. Stories of average people investing in in themselves and realizing opportunities that others miss. Simple opportunities. That to me is what uh, is great about this book. It really suggests that realizing goals is very possible when even though you're on a tight budget. With the success of this book, uh, Chris Gilbo later released a book called Side Hustle School, which is also a great book that does uh, a lot similar to what this book is uh, doing. But this has social media almost tightly coupled to it. But it's a fantastic book. Plus, he started a podcast around the Side Hustle School book, which is free. So you should visit sidehustleschool.com and begin listening to that podcast. It has a lot of gold in it. Anyway, a uh, hundred dollar startup is a really, really good book. It's a simple read. Number eight: The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F by Mark Manson. And I guess you can figure out what the F stands for. Mark Manson was born in 1984. He is living through everything we're living through today. He sees what we see. And he wrote a book about how to cope, uh, which is very relevant to today, how to cope with life today, which is, you know, very relevant. The idea of not giving an F is really not about living a carefree life but rather to live a life where you don't need to stress yourself over every single detail this world is constantly throwing at you. He also presents a compelling case that we are damaging our quality of life, thinking that we need to pursue happiness through perfection. You know, as though we must have the trimmest bodies, that we must have the nicest cars, and a lot of what I would think he's trying to call superficial stuff. It's a great stress reliever. And though I have once talked about how if we want to have different lives that we must become different, I guess this book would agree only if you felt like right now you weren't being your truest self. This is a really great book, simple read. Number nine is Un-F Yourself by Gary John Bishop. Another book with an F in the title. I guess it's what's trending these days. When I read this book, one thing comes to mind, internal conflict resolution. Many of us struggle with living in different areas of life, but the one place we often struggle the most is in figuring out what to do or who we should become. Some of us work to make a living and we like this, it's good for us, I guess but we sometimes think about whether or not we should really be doing what we have been doing for the past x number of years we probably say that we want to lose weight we start day one but a few days into it we stop it's not like uh, when we then stop then we stop thinking about losing weight entirely in fact we might even get stressed for a while wondering why we're not so serious with ourselves. So much conflict with how we live life and what we truly want. This book addresses all of that. I guess it also addresses more. But the fundamental argument is that we are sabotaging our efforts to live a fulfilling life based on how we live, think, and make choices. It talks about indecision and how we are always not sure of ourselves and what that leads to. It's a pretty deep book. Um, I would say that after you read this book, you will definitely feel like a burden has been lifted off your shoulders. It's a simple read as well. Number 10, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I had to save the best for last. By far, this is the most important book in the self-development arena. This book highlights 13 steps that lead to success and fulfillment in life, but it is specific. It is for people who want to become financially free by doing that which they're most passionate about. Napoleon Hill derived these 13 steps by having researched how people succeed and fail. Research that he did for over 15 years under the direction of then steel magnate Andrew Carnegie. Hill was given letters of introduction by Carnegie to get interviews with some of America's most successful people at the time, including Thomas Edison and Henry Ford. Hill interviewed over 500 successful business people at the time before compiling his 13 steps. This book was published around the time of the Great Depression in 1930, as a way to sort of combat the defeated economic situation that most people found themselves in. Those principles worked to change the lives of so many people back then. And those same principles are being used today by many of the successful people you might know. Napoleon Hill is considered to be the father of the self-development movement. Many authors derive their work from what Napoleon Hill started. I know I've talked more about the author than the book, but that's because going through it for the first time is a mind-blowing experience. I don't want to spoil it for you. It's really, really a great book. And it's the simplest read ever. And that's where I'll end today's episode. This was somewhat of a long post, I guess. But I consider these books to be some of the best books you can ever find on the self-development topic. I might release another episode with a list of other books, uh, because of course there are more. I will have to figure out when though. Also, remember that you can head over to kidando.net to get the written list of these books that I mentioned in this episode. You can also let me know what you think of them in the comments and give me suggestions of books uh, to read. Maybe you came across books that you think are also relevant to self-development. Thank you for spending this time with me. I really appreciate it. This has been Leon Kidando. Remember to always make progress and not excuses. Have a good one.